0: For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: I had a chance to possibly get a glance at his dong. I'm never out on dongs.
2: Sucking down hallucinogenic plants in the jungle.
1: Team Caitlin offs. Hello and welcome. We're back episode 62 it is the baller lifestyle podcast from the I am as always your host Brian Beckner stoked you are here stoked you are joining us like I said the 60 second episode of the program I think that's like around the age where you you get cheap movie tickets 62 like you can get in like instead of 1050 it's 10 bucks. You get 50 cents off. Um, is, there a, is there a bigger fucking rip off in the history of the world, by the way, than the matinee? You're like, ooh, matinee. Let's, let's not go to the 5.30 movie. Let's go to the 4.30 movie because we can get in for the matinee. And it turns out you get there and it's, it's like 50 cents cheaper to go to a matinee. Fuck that. It used to be like half price. Such bullshit. and Another way we're getting fucked. Um, a lot going on on the show today. We're, we got some emails and voicemails to get to. I really, really get into your participation in the program. Um, so continue to do that. Email us at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Or, and also call us. Leave us a voicemail. Like we, hear, we want to hear there's, – there's three voices on this show for the most part unless we have a guest there's three voices that you hear. People want to hear more voices. We want to hear your voices. We want to be able to react to you. So – and we, we, you can't call in. Maybe someday we'll get big enough that this becomes a real thing. I mean it's a real thing now, but uh, wh- where we can take calls and really interact, take – read your tweets and all that. Uh, but until then, you need to leave us a voicemail, and you do that by dialing 949, which is my home area code. That's Orange County. That's South Orange County. 949-464-TBLS, The Baller Lifestyle. Um, so do that. Send us an email. Also, like our Facebook page, Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Um, we We post a lot there. Not a lot. Maybe once a day. But that's where you can... Find the show, you can get all of our blog posts. There's a great new blog post up there right now that we'll talk about in a minute, um, but also other stuff that we might be talking about, we'll post links there. So it's just a good repository for everything that's happening on the show. And don't pretend like you're not on Facebook. Oh, I don't, I don't do Facebook. Yes, you do. Get on Facebook. I know you're stocking all those broads from high school on there. See who got fat, who got fat? You know, it's, it's all like the chicks that were hot are all fat now. And the chicks that weren't hot are hot now. What happened? It's weird how, how time works. Anyway, like our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Uh, today on the show, uh, Pro Football Talks Mike Florio is a dipshit. Uh, we'll talk about that. Somebody in New Zealand, there's a serial criminal in New Zealand. And his, his it's the worst kind of crime. Um, so you'll, you're definitely going to want to hear about that. And Old Miss the run and Rebs, the place that there's a college in america where they're really really proud of their, their the confed- confederacy and their and their slave and plantation owning heritage uh and, and not shockingly they're not super smart down there so we will talk about the fake fan discovered at uh old miss Mississippi University, or University of Mississippi, excuse me. Uh, Also on the show, price-related Googling. There's a big infographic that came out this week of what are the most popular price-related Google searches in each state. We will go through most all of those because they're pretty fucking funny. And Monster Erotica. This is like – there's a really popular movie right now, Fifty Shades of Grey. I have not seen it. Hashtag hetero. But some of you may have been drugged there by your wives. Well, that, that, that was a form of erotica. That's some dumb fat lady wrote these books because she was horny and people read them and they got horny And even though they're real stupid books. Well, there's another genre of that where it's erotica but instead of having sex with billionaires, the women have sex with Bigfoot Yes, that Bigfoot. And we're going to talk about that for sure. But before we get to all of that, let's get it going with our co host, Ed Daly, Hoboken Zone, the mayor of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going?
3: Uh, going well I would last night I watched the uh, Christian Leitner documentary and uh, it it was fantastic I I enjoyed re-hating him again
1: um, how, how was his hair from the 90s like he he really he had like shaved like shit shaved in the side yeah like kind of was, a
3: mushroom look yeah it was he had it, he had a whole thing going
1: on he had a very 90210 look he was like a 610 Brandon Walsh
3: but you don't You know, when something like that happens and you see a documentary and sometimes you see someone's perspective and you're like, meh, you know what, it was maybe misplaced hate. But this was an hour and a half and an hour and 25 minutes of it were pretty much confirming everything and adding more to it, that he was a complete asshole. Like, guys like Grant Hill struggled to find the words to say anything nice to him.
1: Is that true? Well, you know, I always –
3: Bobby Hurley always fought with him in the, the locker room. Is that like, true? He was, he was a dick.
1: He – you know, it was – it's sort of – at least for me, I, I don't – you know, I didn't really hate Christian Leitner. He was a baller. Like he could really play. But he was sort of a finesse guy, which wasn't my favorite, but he was so good.
3: He, I mean he was – he was – and they talk about it and it's totally true. He's definitely a top 10 college basketball player of all time.
1: Yeah. I mean if right. if, if you think of an iconic shot, if you say – Iconic college basketball shot he made the shot, right. um, so that that's that's you can never take that away from him, yeah he might he's probably one of the greatest college basketball players of all time, but when you think of Duke, you think of and especially him with that his Brandon Walsh hair and the whole Duke aspect of it, you think ah oh, here's here's this prep school kid, child of privilege, but he's really poor white trash from Buffalo New York,
3: yeah, and his mom gets interviewed early on and you realize like you see she was an awful woman and she was she had this smugness to her and she was like yeah people listen to me when I say you know just she was just she in in the 15 20 second soundbites that she was giving you hated her you hated her yeah and then it really cemented it when you find out his older brother that really helped mold him and he was a real prick himself his older brother's name is Chris. What do you mean? Chris and Christian were their first two kids' names.
1: that That's like you having an older brother called Ed. <laughs> Ed and Edward. Here's our yeah. oldest son, Ed, and our second oldest son, Edward. Who does I, that?
3: Yeah, I mean, if that's not the biggest white trash move of all time, just... <laughs> <laughs> Naming your kids like just pretty much the, I mean why not just name all your kids George Foreman? I um, mean
1: yeah, just that's not there's not <laughs> a lot of uh thinking going on there. Um well, I now I might have to watch that cuz I was that definitely was the heyday. I was very in. I don't know, I think all of us of a generation like college basketball, the tournament is still pretty exciting, but it's definitely not what it was and for people of a certain age our age um, you know, late thirties, early forties, uh, that, that was really the heyday of college basketball and hating Duke was a pastime. Uh, hating Duke and hating Michigan, uh, were, that was a lot of fun back then. So I'll, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, uh, it was, it was good. You you want to do, hear some emails. we got some emails this week. You ready? Let's do it. Dear Brian, you, <laughs> running theme in these emails by the way see if you can pick it out dear brian you introduced ed to us as your hetero life partner i think i might may have, may have said that once however a couple of episodes ago you revealed that you and ed had never met in real life if you two ever meet in real life how weird will it be on a scale of one to ten mage ox how much more weird will it be knowing that Ed is probably wondering what kind of heat you're packing and much more weird is it for us to know that he might already know what kind of heat you're packing. Trying to keep it hashtag hetero, signed Mexican Batman. Thanks, Mexican Batman. Well, I guess this is mostly directed at me. You can react, Ed. But uh, sure. I, I will say that it's I, that's something I've never considered. I don't think um, – I don't – think that ed is concerned at all with what kind of heat i'm packing i don't think that's ever crossed his mind i'm not worried about it one bit Uh, if i'm packing like like i said lay out all the dongs put the smallest ones on the left hand side lay them out in order all the way up to the biggest one on the right i just want to be in the middle just just like one to the right of the middle um and I'm happy. Uh, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned. I know what you're getting at. Ed Ed has made it known that if he sees an athlete at the urinal, he's going to have a look at what he's packing. But I don't. I think he's also made it known that that doesn't go. That rule doesn't apply to regular dudes. So no, I'm not concerned that Ed is worrying about what I'm packing. Ed, your reaction?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, again, I am. I'm, I'm not concerned about just some regular person's dong, but when I see a, a super human, when I see somebody that's bigger than anyone you will encounter for the next year and a half, that's right. Then yeah, I want. To, I want to know what's doing. That's why athletes come into play because if you see an athlete, when you see just random, you know, point guards and two guards in real life, it's staggering how big they are. Or like you were saying, what Nick Foles or people like that, like. People that are that seem like they're on the small side of a of a sporting event, they're actually pretty big. They're just big people.
1: It's true. I, so and, and there is a
3: curiosity there. I don't. I don't care about. I've never once thought about any like of my friends or anybody like. I don't. I don't really give a shit.
1: Yeah. Now I'll admit it. Now knowing what I know, what we think we know now about Nick Foles having the biggest dong in the NFL, like. I was I had a chance to possibly get a glance at his dong, and it never occurred to me to do that. And I, I'll tell you what, Ed, I have regrets.
3: Little, a little bit of regret.
1: I have regrets, definitely. <laughs> so I, I, I'm in the Ed Daily camp. Firmly in the Ed Daily camp. Of, you know, if if there's a famous dude having, if Kobe Bryant steps up to the urinal next to me. I might give it a glance. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not denying that at all. Okay, another email. This is from our good friend Rick Romo. Uh, see, see if you can sense a pattern here, Ed. Gents, quote. I'm out. No more dong stories. End quote. And with those six words. Ed Daly succinctly resigns and distances himself from the baller lifestyle's (laughs) proud history as a place where if there is a great dong story, you're going to talk about it. Well, let me be the first to say, Ed, resignation not accepted. (laughs) You see, this isn't just about dongs. It's a subject matter issue. So Brian decides he's tired of plugs and hair systems. Are they out too? Of course not. Teacher sexings? I know where I'm going. Baby wipes in the sewer system? Yep, you'll find it here. Barbarino shows up at a gym at 3 a.m. and hits on a dude? This is the place. You better fucking believe it. So sorry, Ed. If there's a great (laughs) dong story, this is where we're headed, and let's keep it real. When you see an athlete or celebrity, you're suddenly not going to wonder what kind of heat they're packing? No, of course you'll wonder, and when you do, this is where you'll talk about it. It's where you should talk about it. Should was in all caps. Your pal, Rome Show. So a little, that, that's like a little manifesto. Like, he, that he's he's yeah. talking to you, but he's also giving giving a treatise on what he feels this show is all about. Yeah, that's like,
3: a, it was almost a love letter to our show. It was. Uh.
1: It absolutely was, and he's he's wh- where he's quoting from is, and we're, we're not talking about it on the show this week. But if you look at our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, I linked there to a story where a guy in where the, in South Africa.
3: Yeah, this is not this is not a place you would want to have that kind of surgery.
1: A guy had he was apparently a teenager, and apparently. In certain places, they do like a circumcision ritual when you're a teenager, and he ended up getting his whole dong lopped off. Oh, no. But what happened was through the miracle of hashtag science, he was able to get a fully functional brand new dong attached. And, like, a couple weeks later, after the surgery, they were, do, they were doing some dong maintenance, making sure everything was working okay, and the dude got an erection. He's, That's crazy. It, that is – Yes. I mean, science is
3: just a beautiful thing. There's
1: so many tiny little nerves in there. Like, people lose sure. – and blood vessels. It, people lose – like, guys get older, they lose their ability to get an erection. This guy got a fully functional someone else's dong attached to his body, and it works.
3: It it's amazing. Also, this went down in South Africa. South Africa, like this is not. Th- there's there are probably thirty five to forty countries. I would assume could get this done before I would think South Africa. Could
1: I, get it I would I would put it well the whole African continent. I would agree, but well the whole
3: whole African continent. But South Africa, at least you know they have they have some some right things, but yes. still I I still would put it a distance. Uh, behind all of Europe and and uh, lots of Asian countries as
1: well, right? Not to stereotype, but if you were in the market for a new dong and you you were shopping for dong,
3: <laughs> I would go Central Africa. Like
1: Africa would be a good. You feel like you would be you would get a hold of a good dong, right? Like that. You you would you know I'd want to be like able to pick. Like I'd want to go through. A few factors. You know, I'd want to like go to a showroom, check the smoothness.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, with, like the four C's cut, right? Right. Clarity, right. color.
1: Cut cock. would be important. Cut would be.
3: Cut, cock,
1: But it would be. Might be one of those things where like maybe you've been.
3: Circumference. There's another C, circumference. <laughs> maybe
1: you've been one way your whole life. <laughs> maybe you've you've been cut and then you're like, hey, you know what? I got a chance to start out. maybe I'll go uncut. Non snipped. <laughs> you know, do you have any in the yeah, non snipped
3: I I lived I lived my whole uh life cut. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna go uncut.
1: I, I think that's what I would do. Uh so yeah, another another great dong email. Thanks, Rom Rome Show. And I one know. more, not to not to get too into it, but
3: And by the way, Rob Show, I, I was kidding. I, I there's, of course. there's I I'm I'm a guy. There's I'm never out on dongs.
1: No, of course. We know we, we know what you're all about, Ed. Um And one more email, and this is a great one. I'm very happy to get to this non-DONG-related email. Guys, as the captains of industry you are, I'm looking for some much-needed work advice. We, and this is advice, emails are what we do here like yes good job on the dong stuff we like we like reaction to the show but we also like you like we're good advice givers
3: yeah we we have the answer key
1: that's right ed and i good advice if you if you need a female perspective we bring in fancy so any kind of questions like and this is a great one this is a great example any kind of questions you have bring them to us and here's the email guys as the captains of industry you are i am looking for some much needed Work advice. We recently got a new temp at our office who is generally a pretty weird dude. Worst of all of his weirdness, this guy doesn't swing his arms when he walks.
3: No, oh, that's so creepy. I, I've serial known, killer move. Known people <laughs> like that. Yes,
1: because you you're, at first you're not sure. You're like, what's going on with that guy?
3: Like maybe maybe he's holding something, and then you realize this is just the move. Yes, <laughs>
1: that's a, that's a great detail. <laughs> So, serial killer Temp takes his lunch in his cube. While eating, serial killer Temp puts up a sign that says, quote, lunch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is a Temp. Somebody who doesn't have roots in the organization. It's and it's just totally it's at ease putting that up.
1: <laughs> first day on the job. Just sticks a sign on his cube that says Lunch. <laughs> To indicate that, yes, he is, in fact, eating his lunch. (laughs) Yet another check in the (laughs) serial killer box. However, today, while enjoying a delicious bowl of chili, I was accosted (laughs) mid-bite, exclamation point, by my awful boss telling me about the (laughs) shitty, basic, living social deal he did last night. (laughs) This is an almost daily occurrence, which made me wonder... Is serial killer temp actually a genius? (laughs) Guys, should I put up a lunch sign on my desk and look like a complete dork but eat in peace? (laughs) Or am I doomed to suffer through god-awful stories about ice skating and adult league kickball while trying to eat my chili? Perhaps I should just quit this awful job and burn this bitch down on the way out. Please advise... Zach in Denver.
3: Alright, first of all, Go. Zach in Denver. That right there, that's an A plus email. Loved it. I loved everything about it. The that's de it. The, the the attention to detail is what puts that over the top. Because some people would just kind of think it's weird about the arms not moving. Yes. But it it's such an important detail.
1: Very, very important detail. We we know everything we need to know about this psycho based on his first day temping, putting a lunch sign up, and two, him walking, you could picture the dude walking without swinging his arms. Like, what a psycho. Also, I like that he's heard stories about both ice skating and adult league kickball. <laughs> I would, I would want to kill myself if I heard either of those stories about anything.
3: Here's I, here's the problem could, for Zach, on. though. Yeah. The, <laughs> the serial killer temp is is in fact, you know, a crazy person. So he can he can get away with that shit, but he's he's going to be perpetual temp. He will never go anywhere. The person who puts a sign up that just That's right. announces they're eating lunch like it, normal people can't do that, and normal people will forever uh, complain about their boss doing shitty things to them and everything, but you, that's part of the game you have to play.
1: If if, um, if, if, we're, if this is office space, this guy's Milton, This he, he he's identified himself as a weirdo, and he'll always be the weirdo in the office, yeah, he's not getting bugged while he's eating his lunch, so he's getting a win there, but that's, that's the right. only win he's getting because no one wants to talk to him anyway. <laughs> It <laughs> was
3: a fantastic. Email.
1: Uh, I would I would be like like Zach. I would be the guy that just fucking listen, like eating my chili, listening to the stories. I'd probably be like, oh yeah, like I'd I'd, I'd make it. I'd seem too interested because uh, that's just who I am, and I I would be miserable. So Zach, yeah,
3: I get caught. I get caught in these things all the time. Yep. I. You know this weekend, I could rattle off I had to go to a party and had to I could rattle off about five stories that I got sucked into that were like twenty minute stories that were just terrible yes. but this is this is what normal people have to deal with crazy people they 're going nowhere they're they 're on a perpetual they 're just kind of on a, a hamster wheel in life they 're not going anywhere. But they can avoid this shit. But, like, they're also not going anywhere. So I guess you have to decide. If you just want to be the crazy person, fine. Maybe that's the move.
1: Agreed. Okay, Ed, we, in the interest of time, we have one one voicemail, but um, I think we're going to skip it in the interest of time. Let's get – again, excellent email from Zach in Denver, Rome Show, Mexican Batman, all great, great, great emails. Love the participation. Mailbag at com. Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What do we need to know?
3: San Francisco 49ers linebacker Chris Borland abruptly retired this week over head trauma concerns before he would begin the offseason prior to his second NFL season. The promising Borland caused hundreds of think pieces by everyone trying to determine what this means for the big picture of football. The dumbest take by far was from Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, who lost his mind over Twitter. Uh, Florio tweeted, The anti-football agenda sees Chris Borland as a tipping point. There are still far more potential NFL players than there are NFL jobs. Tweet number two. Americans routinely assume far far greater risks for far less money and fame than risk-reward of playing in the NFL. When pressed for examples, Florio added, Dot, dot, dot. Riding motorcycles without helmet, jumping out of airplanes, climbing rock walls, working as police officers, firefighters. Twitter continued to press Florio, and he wouldn't let it go. Dot, dot, dot. MMA, UFC, pro wrestling, even though fake. Soccer, hockey, boxing. Oh, wait, you only asked for one. Tweet number 5 oh, I'm so pleased with himself. Dot, dot, dot. And I had an uncle who was decapitated in a coal mine. Jesus. The, tr- the truth is the truth, Brian. Is Florio overly defensive or just, like, really stupid? Really stupid. Um, No,
1: he's overly defensive. He's – here's the thing. Like, this guy made a decision. Who fucking cares? Like, Florio's kind of right. There are are plenty of people willing to take those jobs. This guy weighed the risk-reward and thought, you know what? I'm a young guy. I have this opportunity to play football, but there's a good chance – I'm going to really, really damage my body and my ability to live a long life. And I'm not interested in doing that. that that's his decision to make. The, the, here's the problem. Mike Florio is a huge fucking jock sniffer. And his whole thing is that he wanted to be around football. That guy was a lawyer, and but he wanted to blog about football because he just wants to be in it. You know, he he's made a career out of it. So, of course, he can't understand why anyone with, with the talent to actually play football would walk away from it when all he wants to do is be fucking around it. Yeah. He, he he doesn't need to he doesn't
3: need to take a stance. Football is not going anywhere. No. Because this is a gladiator culture. Like yes. we're we're gonna watch guys smash into each other. That's just it's just the way it's gonna be. And
1: it's a good paycheck. People are always gonna volunteer for it. And if a guy decides it's not right for him, who fucking cares? Good for him. Let, let him go based, do whatever he wants to do. Based on the
3: quotes I mean, I remember Borland. I watch a lot of college football. I remember sure. Borland um and he was, you know, a stud linebacker for Wisconsin. Um and and he, the quotes coming out of him, he sounds like a well thought out guy. Right. So, th- what this tells me is one, he had other options, and two, he probably wasn't crazy passionate about football exactly. the same way. Like he he had other thoughts in his mind He's like you know what, like, it's good money, but fuck this. Like, I can't deal with it. Whereas there are some guys, and not not all of them are just straight-up dummies, but some of them, like, just this is the, their passion. This is what they would, you know love to do even if they were told it would cost them 10
1: years of their life totally agree some guys can't do anything else this is this is what they're born to do and this guy isn't one of those guys and and so don't fault him let him go do whatever the fuck he wants
3: don't fault him and don't yeah don't don't take a hard stance and talk about how the what the big picture of football like football is not going anywhere they'll they'll change the rules and you know there are things like mouth special mouthpieces and helmets to prevent concussions all that stuff can be addressed and will continue to evolve, but it's not that football is disappearing in the sense that, like, because this guy quits that Mike Florio has to defend the game. Like, nobody was asking him to defend yeah, the game.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like that guy, Mike Florio. Okay, next story. Dude.
3: Whew, this is going to be a tough one to get through.
1: Yeah, this is. these are not my favorite kind of topics.
3: <laughs> well, I'm going to have a All right. Friday night swimmers at a New Zealand indoor pool center have met an unfortunate swimming obstacle over the past five weeks. Poop. Uh, (laughs) city council aquatic services manager pete thompson estimates the friday evening loaf pinchings have cost the pool tens of thousands of dollars in lost revenue each time poop was discovered the pools need to be closed for about six hours uh all right let me see if i can get this quote out yeah (laughs) they did one in the leisure pool and we moved the kids (laughs) to the learner's pool then we did one in the learner's pool and we moved the kids to the main pool And one appeared in the main pool, so we had to shut the whole thing down. Uh, Mister Thompson said, <laughs> "In one of those pools was diarrhea." <laughs> and by the way, they spell diarrhea D-I-A-R-R-H-O-E-A, d i a r r h o e a. Diarrhoea?
1: They sp- everything in the Southern Hemisphere is spelled fucked up. They use a that word. is
3: real fucked. Yes, up. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it. If we do manage to, dare I say, catch someone in the act, we will seek compensation. Brian, uh, put your pooping Sherlock Holmes hat on for a minute. <laughs> How would you catch the culprit?
1: Um, I, uh, w- Scuba. <laughs> Snorkelers. Uh, First,
3: the, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't they just install a camera? Right. Like
1: I feel like this guy this guy could admit well,
3: two things. They're saying tens of thousands of dollars of damage. Like they could have had after week two just put in cameras in like three places and you're gonna cover the entire pool. Right. Well area.
1: anybody knows that anybody that's seen Caddyshack knows that if there's poop in the pool that you gotta drain the pool.
3: Well w- uh, let me tell you about one time where oh. I encountered this. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, here I was a 19- or 20-year-old uh, lifeguard um, at a at a New Jersey country club. Uh. <laughs> yeah? Uh, a lot of snooty people there. A lot of people that expected the lifeguards to pretty much babysit their kids while they just gossiped with their friends I by can, the pool. I can picture that. Uh, it was unbearable. There were a couple of, like, very nice people, mm-hmm. and then there were, like, 95% very – not nice people.
1: Were there any like sort hot of hot moms? Like, yeah, like late thirties moms that yes, were like, um, sure. "Eddie, could you could you come back to my cabana with me and help me? I, I got a bit of a sun, sunburn. Could you come back to my cabana with me and, and maybe rub a little lotion, rub, rub a little aloe on me?"
3: Let's put it this way: I imagined that scenario. Well, and me took, too. Took took care of that scenario many times yes, in my head, but yes. no, it never actually happened. Uh, but there were there were some there were some very very promising. Uh, prospects there. I but bet. anyway, I noticed some kid crouched by one of the stairs on a on a busy day and yeah. yeah. And I was I was hung over working on 2 hours sleep in the water. Just,
1: He's crouched by the stairs in yeah. the water.
3: And I'd see the kid is just just dumping out. Yeah. It was a solid, but yes. I saw something come out yeah. and I was like motherfucker. I'm going to have to clear the pool. I am so banged up. I'm going to have to like Re- clean the pool out, yeah. refill, test acidity levels. Like I, I don't, I don't have this club in my bag today. So I quickly took a, uh, a, a, pool, uh, a a club towel and scooped it up, grabbed the kid, like put it, send it to his mom. I was like, I think he has to go to the bathroom. And I took the towel, wrapped it up, threw it in the garbage, and just let business continue because I was like, you know what? I'm sure Whoa. everybody will be all right, and if they're not, you know, I'm not swimming in you, the pool today.
1: You scooped up his brown baby with a with a. It was,
3: it was, it was like kind of a. I made some sort of, uh, like lasso kind
1: of. I I just, uh, (laughs) I mean, in one one way, you're a hero, and another way, you're a deviant.
3: Well, I just, you you have to understand how banged up I was. This is like, this is, you know, mid college drinking in the summer, and I just was in a bad way, and I was like, I can't deal with like looking at the acidity levels and all that shit that you have to do when, yes. you, when you put new chlorine
1: in the pool. That's, and I just – I couldn't deal. I'm glad you told us about that. Well, well, you know my thoughts on this New Zealand guy. First of all, I'm not in favor – everyone knows I'm not in favor of the death penalty in, except in the case of fecal-related crimes.
3: You you have to think that it's not a kid shitting. No, this, this is, is an imp- adult. Am, This is an employee, right?
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an employee. It's somebody with access. Could be an old man. Like old people are always like disgruntled. So I I picture it being an old guy. Uh, I will say this. I'm very impressed with the stealth aspect of the offender. Like he knows they're looking for him and he's still able to launch pool scuds undetected by the Auckland PD. (laughs) How does he do that? Like he knows they're looking for him and he's going pool to pool.
3: And the fact that, like, after three weeks of this, he still continued for two more weeks—a fortnight more. Yes, that's a that's a lot of stealth. I mean, they've got to be on high alert five o'clock on Friday afternoons, Um, and he's
1: still (laughs) he's still doing it. Yeah. Also, he's very regular. Yeah, that's that's pretty
3: interesting. Time to be, you know, he's he's taking Friday Friday night happy hour.
1: Right, most most people are morning people, but maybe he's tuned his body to be able to launch his. He's harnessed his powers.
3: He's harnessed his powers for evil <laughs> instead of good.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay, I say we skip the Ole Miss fake fans. Sure, it, we'll
3: just give a quick recap.
1: Yes, hit the
3: Dummies, the dummies at Ole Miss, and all the recruits. Just somebody put a, a catfishing move. Put a fake blonde. And uh, started talking to recruits and saying, hey, you should come here. And Hugh Freeze, the dumb head coach who hitched his wagon to Michael Orr in the blind side and yes. got his way to a college coach, he, uh, he was thanking her publicly and making a big deal. And then a Mississippi State blogger who just had nothing better to do but then try to attack the cross-state rival discovered that this was just some random girl in Georgia who had no idea what was going on.
1: Right. It was, probably took him two seconds to figure it out. Right. Like, needless to say – people that are still wrapped up in the in the in their love of the confederacy are not too smart.
3: No. No.
1: Also they 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 had the chance a few years ago to they were voting to decide their their mascot was old reb who was a confederate right. general and this was like in the 2000s. This was yeah, like he, 1951. He had
3: the he had the cane used to like whip slaves right. with like whack around slaves. So, like he was a very very Confederate. Yeah, dude.
1: sometime like around 2010 2010 they decided hey maybe this is a bad idea and so they they took a vote on what the next mascot should be and one of the finalists was Admiral Akbar <laughs> and but instead they picked some stupid bear.
3: Yeah, and they call him like Rebel the Bear. Yes.
1: They could have had Admiral Akbar. Okay. In Not Sports, Ed, I, I knew you would like this. There's there was a state-by-state analysis of the top Google price searches. And I'll just read from the story. Um you can tell a lot about a person by what they aspire to own or badly need to buy. That could have been the impetus behind a map that's making the internet rounds today. It's a graphic that ostensibly answers the question, what cost is each state obsessed with, by testing how Google auto-completed the phrase, how much does blank cost in name of state? It was produced by a company called Fixer, and like most easily shared maps of this type, it's suspect in a lot of ways, namely that who... (laughs) Who actually types a question in to Google? Like, it's not a person. You just type the two words of what you're interested in. But apparently, some people do do it. And Ed, I just need to know, are you one of the many New Jerseyans who's apparently Googled the phrase, how much does a funeral cost in New Jersey?
3: You know, I actually did. I, I didn't price it out for New Jersey, but remember about... A year ago, I did a uh, a story just talking about how all these shitheads were having pricey funerals. Yes,
1: that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah, guys,
3: yeah. guys getting mo- motorcycles. So Guy I got buried the, on his Harley. In the last year, I think I did Google something like funeral costs in Ohio because I wanted to see like what he, how much the premium he was paying, but. So yeah, I, I guess I qualify.
1: Uh, well, I I like that a lot. But it lot.
3: really is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it really. On,
1: is. A, lo- a lot of them are childbirth related or or preventing childbirth <laughs> related.
3: That would be Alabama abortion. Yes, abortion. M- Miss- Mississippi went the other way.
1: DNA if, test.
3: If, why worry about an abortion if I could just deny I'm the father? So right. let's get the DNA test. Right. Um, but there were there were a couple weird ones. Tom. Uh. Uh, where is it? Oh, North Dakota. I mean, nobody knows shit about this state
1: anyway, but... Yes, this is a weird one. (laughs) A minor? Yes. How how much does a minor cost?
3: (laughs) I mean, South Dakota, which is a weird enough state, they they priced out vasectomies. A lot of states did that. They're not not pleased with their minors there, and so they want to get themselves fixed, but a minor
1: right I, I that is a weird one. nevada's was prostitute i i feel like that's that the that, that's an one an interesting term to use like who actually calls them a prostitute right. also Tucker. like is there any consensus on how much that should cost i feel like that that's a very wide open question
3: yeah i there there are some there are some interesting ones uh what what is am I am I really thick here but what what is going on with New Mexico? What is CDL? I,
1: I don't know what that means.
3: I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I,
1: yeah, I California driver's license CDL. I, I don't know.
3: Some make perfect sense like Minnesota is taxi because I got to think so much of your you're about six months a year is like, I can't be outside. So I need to figure out who can transport me yes. from place to place. Like I, I can't, I can't <laughs> possibly deal with being outside right now.
1: Door to door. Just like, get me in. Um, and
3: what? I, there were a couple of States. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Kansas, Kansas and Wyoming keg of beer.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, I guess the high schoolers are into that. Like what?
1: Yeah, don't you just go to the grocery store? Or Alaska, a gallon of milk. Like, just, like, how? Yeah. you either need how, a gallon however, of milk or you don't.
3: However, however could you find, but I guess Alaska, they can't just show up at the store. They are, they could be 85 miles from a store.
1: <laughs> That's true. Well, you, but you either need your milk or you don't. What are you going to do? You're going to get there and be like, oh, it's $6? I thought it was $4. i am out of here. The, the internet said 4 jump, bucks.
3: Jump in the car, kids. We're We're driving an hour and a half home. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Oregon, water. <laughs> Doesn't it rain a shitload up there? Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of water there.
3: Yeah. Just just put a pail outside your home and you'll you'll have your answer.
1: <laughs> Free. Oh, Washington passport. A lot of world travelers in Washington. I thought all they just did up there was smoke meth and weed. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know they were traveling.
3: Yeah, I, I like uh, I I like that randomly. Idaho is big on liposuction.
1: That is weird, yeah. All those fat like, asses it, up there.
3: To me, it makes sense that, like, when you see um, breast implants and facelift on like southern states or right. California, but like randomly Idaho, like yeah. nobody's nobody's looking at it. Anybody there? Yeah, okay. You could be you could be nine hundred and fifty pounds. I don't think anyone would notice,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, well, and and Louisiana secession. <laughs> what is that? Well, I don't. I don't even understand what that they're means.
3: Pri- they're pricing out, uh, seeing if they can be their own com- uh, country. Yeah, they're trying to. Uh,
1: they're trying to un Louisiana purchase themselves.
3: Uh, well, how about how about Vermont giving the most Vermont answer of all time? How much for a cord of wood? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Props to you for knowing that Vermont is the one that points down, and New Hampshire is the one that points up. Because I would never have known that in a hundred years.
3: Well, I only know that because I've been to Vermont and I've never been north of there. So I've never been to those last two states up up at the top of our country. Maine,
1: Maine, Maine, which doesn't exist. That's like part of never, never
3: been to Maine or New Hampshire.
1: I did. I did. For a while, I had a job where like the East Coast was my territory. And but I was out here. And one time I was like calling like somebody that I worked with on the East Coast and he had a farm or something. And I'm, and he was in Vermont and I'm like, "Eh, yeah, I'm like, well, let's, let's get it. You know, we got to do that before, um, you know, before it gets, starts to snow back there. And he's like, yeah, you got to make hay before the sun shines. And I'm like, (laughs) and I go, (laughs) I, I go, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. And he's like, no, he's like, I, I have to you know, get out. I have to get my combine out and get up, mow all the hay down before, before it gets hot. <laughs> and he's like, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't using a colloquialism. He was really telling me that. So I'm, that's all I know about that. Uh, okay. Ed, final story this week. Uh, monster erotica. Well, I was talking about this earlier. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's, The whole Fifty Shades of Grey, we've empowered these women too much to really live out their fantasies. And that's given rise to monster erotica. Headline says, come for Bigfoot. The, yeah. the gross, the C-U-M.
3: Yeah, the really gross spelling. The up. rise,
1: fall, <laughs> the, and...
3: F- the come on, feel the noise spelling. Yes,
1: the rise, fall, <laughs> and future of Monster Erotica. Many say Come for Bigfoot by Virginia Wade is the origin text, or at least the pacemaker, for the relatively new subgenre of Monster Erotica. The story is a rags-to-riches self-publishing tale like any other. Wade is a stay-at-home mother who is hit with an idea for a book. She wrote it, went through Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing Program, and waited. What are the odds that she was eating a little bit while she waited? I'm guessing <laughs> she's yeah. I'd take the over on 240. At first, nothing happened. Wade made $5 in the first month, but then come for Bigfoot, in which an ape-like creature kidnaps a group of young women with women with the purpose of procreating with them, found its audience. The ebook, now titled "Moan for Bigfoot," sold more, a little more palatable. Sold more than one hundred thousand copies in 2012 alone, Jeez. Yes. earning Wade thirty grand a month. At her peak, she replicated uh-huh. her success with sequels. Uh, Sixteen "Moan for Bigfoot" books in total. Similar concepts taken by pirates, seduced by the dark lord, and. Translations. Her mother did the translation Calm for Bigfoot. In short, Wade fully propagated the subgenre variably called Monster Erotica. I had no idea. Ed, when can we expect your Amazon review of Fertilized in Space and or Sex with My Husband's Anatomically Correct Robot? (laughs)
3: Uh, I I think tomorrow i am going to review all of her books
1: uh G- goblins love ass or mounted by a minotaur <laughs> these are all real titles by the way i'm not making these up i couldn't these are these these are unreal i i
3: i can't how how could they be found which it must have been like people who like this like yes, this and it, yeah. some but i mean what a gross what a really gross you know fetish so
1: weird <laughs> yes and,
3: and and you know what like i i, I like I really like how the internet lets people be themselves, and you know can spread their wings. But maybe we're spreading too too, too far. Much.
1: It's too much. Is, we have too much freedom I, in this country.
3: You know, th- there's got to be a little bit of shame. Like if you're into Frankenstein giving you anal sex, like that's yes. probably something yes. you just keep to yourself.
1: I totally agree. And but if it, if it were Frankenstein, hopefully there's a chapter about him going to South Africa and selecting his own dog. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Uh, Okay, Ed, let's get to it. It is time. Joining us now, as always, we we went a week without Fancy. Fancy was laid up, laid out last week, laid low by the Montezuma's revenge. It was touch and go for a while. She's on the mend. She's back, unfortunately, We missed her, fortunately for Ed. We missed her for the last episode of The Bachelor. We didn't get our last Bachelor report, but she's back this week in a segment we call Fancy Pop. Our own faller lifestyle pop culture correspondent joins us now, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
2: Hi, I'm good. Hey, Fancy. I'm better. Well, I'm on the mend. Hey, Ed, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you.
3: Well, uh, welcome back to... uh... To America. Thank you. I
2: was a little incapacitated last week. Yes,
1: it was an... Un- I was literally on my deathbed. It was bed. an unfortunate time. We missed you on Ed's birthday last week. Yeah. Uh, what is happening this week? What is going on in pop culture? Get us caught up, Kate.
2: Okay, where do we start? Um, so, Justin Bieber celebrated his 21st birthday in Vegas over the weekend. And he apparently had to throw David Arquette out of his birthday bash so you guys know who David Arquette is? He was married to Courtney Cox.
1: Yes, he's Patricia's yeah. brother.
2: Patricia's brother. Yes. Um now,
1: more importantly, Rosanna's brother. Right. That's right.
2: He's been sober for a while. Like Yeah, I thought a, he
1: was sober. I think I heard yeah. him on Stern once. Yeah, and, he was
3: he was very oh no, I, I last time I heard him he was drunk again. Oh yeah. right, right.
2: And I think he's I think he's had some um falling off the wagon. Episode. Well, you'd have
3: to be off the wagon to try
1: to crash right. Justin Bieber's what, 21st party. What's he doing in, Ve- yes.
2: in Vegas at a nightclub if he's sober? Also, anyway.
1: also, he's famous. Like, if he just shows up and plays it cool and doesn't act right. wasted, they'd let him write... They'd, here he, well, here's what happened.
2: According to an eyewitness, Arquette was overheard talking smack behind this Justin's back when the trouble started. Um, this unnamed guest claimed the 44, sorry, 43-year-old star appeared kind of messed up at the party... Quote, unquote. Um, when Justin heard what David had been saying, he threw him out of the suite with the help of a friend because they didn't have any security. Well, Justin
1: had to do his own throwing right, out. Right,
2: no security. Look
1: out. I just flick him. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm coming in. And I just flick him away. Well, apparently
2: David managed to get back in and rushed at Bieber to take him out, the source alleged. Whoa, so there was a confrontation. Such a
1: beef.
2: Um, and then he was thrown out again. This
1: is like a J-list beef.
2: I saw pics of Arquette that <laughs> night and he was not looking too sober.
1: Yeah. Un- it
2: was looking like a mask.
3: Unfortunate. Right. Uh, and, and it was a suite. It wasn't like some giant
2: like club. The, no, that's the, true. Villan- Villanobu. I'm not sure what hotel that's.
1: Oh, yeah. Is that Hard Rock?
2: I'm not sure. I
1: don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's above my level. I
3: <laughs> I can only respect you if you went in there to just punch him. Right. Right. Not, to like, not to hang out and then only try to punch him after you've been thrown out. No, I'm be... Like, be
1: like, Bieber's redeemed himself. Now he's, he's legitimized himself. He's had a roast with real fucking comedians on. He's been
2: on Ellen like 25 times. Yes. He's talking about how changed he is. People
1: are allowing him to be legitimate. He is, he has been resurrected. Totally. It's unfortunate.
2: Okay. So, um, I I, I just
1: hope David Arquette can get some help.
2: Here's another person. You don't
1: want to be the the most fucked up Arquette. (laughs) Uh, okay. Next story. Here's
2: another person that needs some help. Um, one of my favorite reality star, reality TV stars, Scott Disick.
1: Oh yeah, Ed. Are you familiar with with Lord Disick? I've, n- I've, n- I don't know if I've ever heard that. He's name
2: the lo- long time boyfriend of Kourtney Kardashian. They have three kids together. That's
3: the, that's the middle one, right? Yeah, she's, I mean, she's the she's oldest. She's
2: the oldest. But the smallest.
3: Oh. she's she's the middle one in terms of looks of the of the three. How Kourtney would you I rate them,
2: I, them my, Ed? My, my well, there's yes, the one
3: that looks like a dude. And then,
2: I Maybe guess, Chloe. Kim
3: Kardashian's the that's, most attractive. I, I, I would guess, although I told you, the last time I saw her when she was standing next to Conan, she was so freaky freaky looking. Her... She she looked very odd next to a, a regular person that I, I wasn't even sure how I felt about her at all.
2: And now she's rocking that bad blonde wig. None of them none of them do anything for me. None of
3: them. I'm not saying any of them do, but yes. one of them looks like a dude. Yeah, the, so. the big one.
1: Um, she was married <clears throat> well, to Lamar Odom. Uh, the the my dear 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 friend Paul. At walk off HBP on Twitter mm-hmm. He is very very much a fan of Courtney Kardashian so he, oh, he likes Courtney he would say that she is the most attractive of the Kardashian sisters. I think they're all kind of whatever.
2: Anyway, so Scott her longtime boyfriend he, who yes. is a documented um, alcoholic you know maybe drug addict he takes a lot of pills he yeah. gets wasted. Um, this has been an ongoing theme for him. So, apparently, he's fed up with traditional rehab treatments, and he's taking an all-natural option. So, as in sucking down hallucinogenic uh, plants in the jungle uh, under it, the supervision of a shaman. Just
1: he's, what you need to get off drugs is to get more high.
2: He's checked into a place called the Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica, where they use the African psychedelic shrub iboga. To send patients on a vision quest, that, so this is how uh, this, he's going to treat his alcohol demon. Ryth- apparently, the
1: Rhythmia Life Advancement <laughs> Center sounds like the place that has Ted Williams' head in the freezer. <laughs> yeah.
2: So he's going to go on a hallucinogenic trip that could last hours or days. They oh, say. Sweet. Well, at least
1: he's <laughs> in a safe place like Costa Rica.
2: Right. <laughs> um. So apparently, the shaman observes the entire trip, and the center says it's so effective, it boasts a money back guarantee. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: sure he'll get his money back. Here's- I'm sorry. I.
3: I, I- I was trying to figure out who the which Kardashian you were talking about at first, mm. and I forgot to pay attention. What is this guy's relation? He's another one of them. No, he's,
2: he's her he's longtime boyfriend. Well, longtime boyfriend. Oh, he's, not, ma- he's married. No, to they're one. not I'm married, sorry. but they've been in a relationship for like nine, ten years, and they, they have, have three three, three kids three together. Kids. But they're not married. No. Here's
1: here's if you really want to get sober, here's what you do: you fucking stop putting your fucking life on TV.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You go home. And you get counseling, you get therapy, and you don't do shit. You don't go to fucking Costa Rica and film it. You do it in private. He
2: gets a lot of income the, you from help. club appearances. Yeah. So That's his, not don't good. Go to you Dr- gotta,
3: don't go to Dr. Drew.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, you got to <laughs> give all that up. I love Dr. Drew. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's very... He's very successful. All
1: chicks love him. So
2: wondering if that's gonna be filmed for the TV show too. Oh, I, I know oh, people that have done I'm not, not I but they've done um ayahuasca retreats. Yes. Yeah. Quite a few people. I saw that on one scene. of my Rob- very good friends did one recently in the UK and she said it was definitely a life changing experience.
1: I'll take her word
3: for it. Uh, Robin Quivers did one of I those. Can't did she? Yeah. I
2: can't say I'm not curious about yeah. ayahuasca. Yes. But I'm also too much of a puss to maybe go through with it.
3: It sounds awful. I would need... I'm just
2: not sure, like, especially after having, like, a stomach problem yes. for a week, that the thought of the potential of having, like, weird things in my body, drinking weird yeah. Yeah. stuff. Like, and then, and then when sure. they try
3: to nurse you back to health with their water
1: in Costa
2: <laughs> yeah. Rica. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, sip this. Right. Yeah. Uh.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I would need like a security team surrounding me to keep me safe while I was under the influence. Uh, okay, so next story.
2: I wasn't here last week, and um, I never mm-hmm. got to. I'm not going to go into it. Obviously, now it's too late. I never got to talk about you know the end of the Bachelor. Mm. But um, Bachelor, it was a
1: very boring end of the but Bachelor.
2: Bachelorette news. Um, apparently, ABC decided to have two bachelorettes this season: Britt and Caitlyn. So Caitlin was the third runner-up.
1: Team Um
2: with the premise being that the guy contestants get to vote which girl they'd rather have as a wife on the first night. So they all arrive. There's two girls yeah. there. They get to talk and spend time and check the chicks out, and then they vote. Um, this seems super messed up, though.
1: Yeah, because even, so, the Bachelor, the on the Bachelor, the women are just meat and yeah. here's this guy that just gets to like sort through and figure out their flaws emotionally mess with
2: them and have sex with them fuck them
1: and chuck them okay. until he decides the one well, he decides the one he wants but she doesn't say she's willing to move to Iowa so he picks the next runner up <laughs> Um, but, but the bachelorette is the, the woman's in the power. Like she, she's got a harem of men and she gets to pick and they got to tell her what they do for a living and they got to show her. Her their abs and all that shit but they flipped it now where now there's two bachelorettes so they show up and the bachelorette doesn't get to kick the guys off the guys get together and get to kick one of the fucking bachelorettes
2: off
3: after the first episode yeah i think it's on the first
2: first night and then it just so they're just gonna pick the hot
3: who's the like the hottest at first glance Right. right well
2: i would
1: say that at first glance people would probably think that brit was hotter
2: yeah, she's and more of a glamour factor, I'm more, I think. I'm, I'm more into Caitlyn.
3: Right, but if you just had if, – if you were in that scenario, I, I could tell you, if any guy, if they're just in that <laughs> just, scenario – pick the
2: hottest girl, yeah. Yeah,
3: they're going to pick the hottest girl and then be like, all right, then we'll work from here.
1: Right, that's so, right. So,
2: I have a spoiler alert. Oh, Yeah. Some production photos of surface showing Caitlyn on a group date, wow. leading speculation that she did, in fact, win out over Brit to be the Bachelorette. Well, they've leaked those, obviously. But this leaves Brit free to join the cast of Bachelor in Paradise oh, cast, which I wouldn't be mad at at all. Was,
1: yeah, so they were promoted. This is all planned. It's all staged. So produced. Anyway.
2: Okay. When does so, Bachelor
1: in Paradise start? Because I'm all
2: in show. I don't know. I need, to, I need to look into that.
1: Seriously. Okay.
2: So let's talk about what I really want to talk about is um, the jinx.
1: Yes, uh, the jinx. Real quick though, are you, uh, uh, before we get to the jinx, are you caught up on the entire Monster Erotica series, um, full, Fertilized in Space, and or Sex with My <laughs> Husband's Anatomically Correct Robot?
2: Are you, no. You haven't read those? I'm, I don't even know what you're I'm talking gonna, about. I'm going to do
3: a column where I post <laughs> my reviews of all those. Yeah, you should. What yes. is
2: that?
1: It's um, it's Monster Erotica. It's like, um, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. But instead of a billionaire, they fuck like Bigfoot or Dracula. What? Not even Dracula. It's like more creepy, like T Rex. Uh, And some some broad made thirty thirty grand a month selling these. Uh, Okay, the Jinx. It's on the. Everybody's talking about the Jinx. Kate, let's talk about
2: it. So. The finale...
3: If you you haven't watched... Yeah. Just watch immediately. Okay. It's, it's what, five episodes? Six. So we had the
2: finale of the six-part docuseries, The Jinx, about, I mean, pretty much now confirmed psychopath Robert Durst, who was arrested this weekend on first-degree murder charges, amazingly coinciding with the finale on HBO on Sunday night of this program.
1: Yeah. So the, the evidence comes to light on the fifth episode. But really, they shot this a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah apparently that, that, that,
2: when did they wrap? that 13, confession was three
1: years ago. Yeah. He, but they, they only... 2012. They only... Apparently they went to the police in like 2013 with the new evidence that they'd uncovered. And it just so happened that the police did their own investigation. And the LAPD moved in to arrest this guy the the like 2 days I mean, before the finale of the series I like know. what are the odds
2: i don't know i mean i feel like it it was must have been coordinated but at the same time couldn't have it been it couldn't have been yeah oh
3: no, they felt that, they must have felt pressure because of the show
1: maybe right. yeah maybe. yeah maybe they yeah. maybe they were was it? Like, it's like, what are you sitting on this evidence? We have
2: to do something now.
1: Right. But Yeah. Maybe because the DA wasn't sure they wanted to move and then maybe their hand was forced because the show was, that, that's a good point, Ed. The show was about to wrap up and they couldn't just be. Left Seem to be their dicks. right. They're
2: like everyone's. It's yeah. obvious now. So right on his arrest, drugs and a thirty-eight caliber Smith and Wesson revolver were found in Durst's oh, possession. That's
1: not the Bob Durst I know. I,
2: I assume in that <laughs> backpack he toted around no, throughout the program. I which I was like I every time think. I saw it, I was like, someone needs to check what's in that fucking backpack.
3: How about how about him wearing shorts? That was real creepy oh, when they yes. showed him wearing shorts. when he media. walked up to. Well, I went to Douglas's place. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: Walked up the stairs.
3: I, w- I was walking up the stairs. <laughs> double blink. Yeah. I mean,
2: everything about him was amazing.
3: How about what? When- this was not, this was not serial where like. No. You there's no mostly questions. thought Adnan did it, but like, maybe he didn't. This was like, for a minute one, you're like, oh my God. Like, this is what it's like my, to be filthy rich. My, like, you are above yes. the law.
2: My favorite part of, um. The scene where Jarecki confronts him with the, you know, very compelling evidence was when his body, like, involuntarily, like, the burping started. Yeah.
1: He, he, he had a physical, He let out a huge burp. He had
2: a physical reaction yes. to that. And and, it was crazy. So, and,
3: then, and, and how about – who talks to themselves?
2: Crazy,
1: crazy, crazy yeah, murderers. Only
3: crazy people.
1: Nobody so, talks to themselves. He had a full dialogue yes. with himself. <laughs> and and he mentioned the burping. He's like, oh, the burping.
2: Yeah, I gave myself you see, away. You see that in
3: movies? But like, in real life, people don't talk to themselves like that.
2: He's one of the best characters I've seen in... I don't even know. Oh, yeah, he's and a even, super creepy. So apparently huh? there's two other missing girls in California that Bob may be linked to. And then... In what may be the most disturbing bit of information, so his du- his brother Douglas, who runs the Durst Empire,
3: that's he's the most disturbing part of the show. Agreed. That's the ugliest man I've <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. Yes, the whole Durst I'm, family
2: and the fact that they they m- look nothing
1: alike. By it, the way, the
2: documentary kind of like had that you know reenactment scene of them all sitting around a conference table, you know, at the top of their skyscraper, kind yes. of like. Yeah. Talking about Bob and how to deal with them, I they they know that something you know they yes. know I, what they but know. They don't want it to affect their empire, of course. So anyway, yeah. and
3: and by the way, like it, it 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 doesn't matter, but it does. Like these locations of the Durst buildings in Manhattan are are as like in the middle of things as possible. Right. These aren't like no. some are here, some are some are like one is right across from Bryant Park, like a famous yeah. area that would just cost so much dough. Like these are these are prominent buildings. They alluded to it's, the fact it's, it's that they're staggering how much money they have. Yeah, they have and the contract for the
1: Freedom Tower. Like they're th- this isn't like some This is crazy money. Yeah, yeah. this is real not this is not rich people. Players. This is crazy. Yes. Crazy. Money. Agreed. And it's a it's a family company.
2: So this is what I thought was very disturbing. So Douglas is quoted in a very rare interview this January saying, before the disappearance of my sister-in-law, Bob had a series of Alaskan Malamutes, which is like a husky. He had seven of them. It's a huge husky. And they all died mysteriously of different things within six months of him owning them, all named Igor. We don't know how they died and what happened to their bodies. In retrospect, he says, I now believe he was practicing killing and disposing his wife with those dogs. Douglas also mentions that Robert would use Igor as a verb, claiming, when he was in jail in Pennsylvania, he he was recorded saying, I want an Igor Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Seven dogs. Oh, and that, all how about died. That,
3: cur- that current wife was a real gem.
2: Yeah. I wanted to see Deborah. I wanted to see more of her.
1: Yeah, they didn't interview So her.
2: that thing about the dogs creeps me out. Yeah, because
1: what he, there's a A, reason he he named them all Igor because he didn't want to, he wanted to take the emotion out of it. He wanted to get to a place where it was just a thing. Seven dogs,
2: which all died mysteriously within six months of him owning them, and no one knows what happened to them.
1: Yeah. No one saw the bodies, just like no one saw the body of his are we, wife, Kathy. Are
3: we, I just want to interrupt. Are we going to, at some point, talk about Andrew Jarecki's creative facial Let's hair? Let's talk about yeah, it right I, now. It, I mean, it was the
1: second scariest thing. Some them- would argue the first scariest thing of the he show.
3: Loved, he loved <laughs> having the close-up shots of himself. He had yes. different settings,
2: so there was different, like, yeah. levels growth of levels. growth levels yes, of that. because it was
1: filmed over a long time, yeah. and sometimes yeah. you get the close-cropped goatee. yeah. And the so, one that curved a little extra
3: long, like a weird villain. Yes.
1: Then he'd really grow it out to where he could, like, sort of, you know, he would sort of like play with the mustache right. bit of it. It was very, right. His very. His pensive
3: looks. He's a creepy dude that has movie phone money. Yes. He, he's yeah, also he
2: from a very wealthy family, yeah. but he didn't yeah. follow movie the phone money. He, yeah. But he didn't go into the family vi- business. No, he
1: was rich before movie. He came. He came oh, from money, but he also started movie phone. Right. Oh, with the family with
2: family money, money but yeah. he's from a very okay. prominent New York family, yeah. Which is how I assume that he got into that benefit where he um, confronts with Douglas, and yeah. th-
1: And they say that is probably how he was able to not. I mean, he made a movie, a fictional account of Bob Durst mm-hmm. that Bob Durst liked, but they they said that he was able to sort of ingratiate himself because they had similar. Backgrounds. They knew a lot of the same people because they were both. They both came from major (laughs) New York money.
3: And Durst probably spotted a serial killer beard. Yes, he's like, I get this guy. Yeah. I, I do, Andrew. I, I feel comfortable
2: with you. Yeah. He's like, you're one of, you're like me. One
1: of your best impressions, Ed. You're, <laughs> you're really killing it. It's not as good as Johnny Depp, oh, but also, much better than your Australian. Can we talk
2: guy. about those contact lenses that he wore?
1: That, well, I read yeah. something where they, I just thought that was his eyes, but I read a thing that they said, those are something called doe eyes, which are, what? yeah, they're meant to give your eyes the appearance of like a deer so that you look more innocent and sweet.
2: What, like a big deer in yeah. headlights? Yes, doe? yes. Like,
1: they're called doe eyes. Because he a,
2: had black, black eyes. Yeah,
1: they're called doe eyes, and no. apparently they're very popular in Japan, which shouldn't shock anybody. No.
2: So that's a choice. That a it's date. a choice that he made to wear those. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty
1: normal
3: choice. <laughs> Regular guy. Just, you know, salt of the earth kind of decision. I mean, that was
2: a great documentary. And also, Jureki's other documentary, Capturing the Freedmen's. excellent.
3: I... It was well done, but I also had to turn it off about halfway through. Oh, you like, did? I, I think I saw yeah, that it not theater. that I thought it was, wasn't well done. I just, I couldn't. It it's a hard subject matter. It was, too, it was, to it was too disturbing. Yeah, you know. I was not
1: in the yeah, right mood for it. I was in the same place with that yeah. one, for sure. Uh, well, if you haven't watched it, go catch, get on your HBO Go or On Demand or whatever. You need to watch all six episodes of The Jinx. I couldn't, I've never, haven't been this excited about any Television and as much as I time, didn't it want it
2: to end, six episodes was perfect. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, leave you one. And it it wrapped up. It wasn't like serial. And they weren't very long. No. It was an hour
2: block, but they'd
3: be finished in like 41 minutes. Yeah, the last
1: one was only 37 minutes. Um, yeah. Really, really, really good show. I'm glad, glad we got a chance to catch up on that. So, yeah.
2: So, so Bob Durst has been extradited to California yes. where he's been held without bail yes. because he was um, armed and considered armed and dangerous when yeah. he was arrested.
1: So we're going to have another like OJ type trial with this guy here. It's Oh gonna yeah, go the, tri- the
2: trial is going to be something yeah, else.
1: Yeah, this is going to be good. Maybe maybe they dust off Edo.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there's some detective here in the LAPD that really wants to make a name for himself. That's yes. like, you know, really building a case oh. with like, you know, these missing girls Berman in California. Van I
1: got I
3: got another another villain of that story. Uh-huh. Janine Pirro uh-huh. was so <laughs> in love with herself. <laughs> And like way too produced for a uh, regular DA. Yeah. It was
1: Janine Venero. Yeah. Those teeth.
3: Yeah, Whew. she was. It was. It was. She looked She's like she was lobbying she hard can... to be the anch- anchor on a nightly. Oh, news totally. She.
1: Too. She. Completely. She looked like she was hosting the six o'clock in San Antonio with that caked yeah. on makeup and the hair and the big fake teeth uh-huh. and the fake nails yeah uh, yeah really she's fake fake reactions to way. things
3: she was she was she was pretty terrible.
1: And, and the other villain is um the the first the the cop the detective from the first murder when he killed his wife with the sweet very sweet super dad exposed uh, medallion <laughs> he was like, what? We didn't... We couldn't investigate. It wasn't a murder. We just... It was a missing persons case. Wait,
2: which one was... The, was that the guy with the long...
1: Yeah, kind of long face. With the
2: shirt that was kind of...
1: Yes. The guy teared up. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't that say yeah, super he, he, he cared the about his job. Stadium? Oh, did it? I think so. Oh, he he... They, like, didn't... The guy's wife goes missing, he tells a whole bunch of lies about where he was that night, and yet they never searched his house. They never really did any fucking police work associated with a guy. Like, when somebody goes missing, when 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 a spouse goes missing, it's always, always, always the spouse that did it. So unless they can rule that person out, they don't move on from that person. And with him, they never even looked. They didn't didn't go to his house. They didn't search his car. I feel like this happens all the time. Yeah. uh, Well, apparently it really happened a lot back in the 80s. So good good job to them. Uh, Yeah. How
3: how about when you find out that somebody went missing and then you find them in pieces and then you find out that somebody, in fact, (laughs) cut them into pieces? Yes. Yes. And then you find out that he was posing as a woman and as was trying woman. to hide his identity. Then he went on the run. What are you trying and to then say? Then you catch him, and, and he then, stole a sandwich. And then he stole a sandwich, and then he was convicted, and then he was charged, and then he
2: his still brother was a restraining order again. because
3: so. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty normal move to cut up a body that uh, you accidentally you killed in self defense. Never
1: found that head. If they had found that head, things would have been oh, different. More, Morris oh, poor, head. Morris Black. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well,
3: Bob Bob Durris, yes. you know, to, to take an old hacky joke, Bob Durris proves money can't buy you happiness, but <laughs> it can buy you a full release at the Thai Massage Parlor. <laughs>
1: That's absolutely true. Okay, we're going to close it out there. Uh, excellent job, everybody. Great show, episode 62. Good to be back. Um, yeah, great to have Fancy Sauce back. Great to have Ed here, as always. We'll do it again next week. Until then. For Ed Daly. For Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week.
3: Goodbye. Bye.